Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Second Peter 2. The rise of false prophets. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, and if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by reducing them to ashes, having made them an example of those who would live ungodly lives thereafter. And if he rescued righteous Lot, oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, for by what he saw and heard that righteous men, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and despise authority. Daring, self-willed, they do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties, whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring a reviling judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, 
reviling where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed, suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong. They count it a pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery that never ceasing from sin, enticing unstable souls, having a heart trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but who received a rebuke for his own transgression. For a mute donkey, speaking with the voice of a man, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are springs without water and mist driven by a storm, for whom the black darkness has been reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed on to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit and a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. So reading again, uh, just at the beginning here of Second Peter 2, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. So even denying the master who bought them. The problem, and it, well... It is a problem. It's it's difficult to kind of decipher here. But when you see at the end, it says, a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. So, uh, and a dog returning to its own vomit. All those things that we, we understand um, going back, it's always been reflected in, you know, someone who's been a sinner, who's living in sin, going, um, repenting of their sin, turning around and going back to the sin over and over and over again and that's very true but it goes even deeper because that sin um could also be as god called it the unfaithfulness the the um the adultery that takes place in the church who turns to the whore of babylon who turns to these false teachings so, people who deny the master who bought them, that obviously is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the master who bought us with the sacrifice, but it's also God who bought us with the sacrifice of his sin. It's, it's the same. No matter which way you look at that, it's either God buying us with the sacrifice of his sin or Jesus buying us with his sacrifice and standing in the place as propitiation for our sins. So either way, 
Jesus Christ is being referred to right here. So someone could say, Jesus is the way, therefore cleansing themselves of all the wrongdoings that they're doing, but then turn right around and deny what Jesus taught and therefore return back to wallowing in the mire. So just because someone, I mean, I know plenty of pastors who have had conversations with who have said Jesus is the way, but then they push the doctrine of Paul as that is superseding Jesus. Jesus' words should be seen as more important and of higher um, wisdom than and direction and everything that goes with that than the words of Paul. Not that I'm discounting what Paul said, but Many people use the words of Paul to change what Jesus said. Paul was confirming and agreeing with what Jesus said. Peter even pointed out that you should not be, you should not fall to the temptation to be confused by the writings of Paul. Paul is a very smart man, and sometimes he writes things that sounds confusing. But he says, don't fall into that trap like those who will justify their own personal actions and not obeying the word. So disobedience is what Peter is saying. Disobedience to God's law is what many people twist Paul's writings to teach. And that's exactly what's happening in the church. I've sat in many pews, many chairs, many congregations where the pastor has said that when Jesus says something about the law, they turn around and say, but since Jesus died on the cross, you don't have to worry about that because Jesus came and got rid of the law. Jesus himself is the one who's saying you should keep the law. And it's not ironic or coincidence because one, there is no such word in the Hebrew language, but I find it kind of an irony that, or really it's a hypocrisy, but those same pastors who say, you don't have to worry about the Old Testament, Jesus, even though he's saying that you're supposed to do what the word says, you're supposed to do what the scriptures say, you're supposed to keep the commandments, you're supposed to make sure that you keep those things. You're supposed to continue to honor the high holidays that God ordained. Those are things that Jesus said to do. Yet those pastors who deny all that stuff won't let go of the tithing. How ironic. How hypocritical that they're going to keep only the laws that benefit themselves. Now go back to 2 Peter 2. Isn't that exactly what's happening here? They are suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong is what they should do, but they're just like uh, they're they're uh, living through their their um, instinct to be self-serving, but they have eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin. 
and they entice unstable souls having a heart trained in greed. So they're willing to take what they want that justifies their own gains, but then they're teaching the opposite of what Jesus himself taught. So they are therefore truly denying the master who bought them. So these false prophets are not just outside on the curb yelling out these prophecies. These false teachers are also in the church. So, Father, please help us to, as we go through um, your word, to find all the the positive lifting things that we could be doing, all the, the things that we could do in our lives to edify you, to glorify your kingdom, and to help to bring your kingdom here. Uh, Father, we just come up against any of those false prophets, those out of the church and those in the church. And Father, I just pray that when there's someone who is preaching or teaching a false teaching, that uh, those who are seeking after you could just not be able to sit easily on that, that it would be a thorn in their side, that they just have to go and look deeper into your word to understand why there's this conflict going on inside of them. I ask that any of those things would become a a point of friction within their spirit, that they would be more alert to this uneasy feeling when they hear something that is a false teaching, but then also that they would know the source is to go back to your word to find truth. Because Uh, I know, Father, that when we go to man, that means we're putting our trust in man above our trust in God. And we need to put all of our faith in you and your word, knowing that your word is perfect, knowing that you are perfect and have never changed. You're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Father, I pray that anything that that I do could be uh, supporting and confirming what is in your word, not adding to or taking from your scriptures. Father, let me teach as your word teaches. Let Holy Spirit be the words teaching the truth in the scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.